0: Good morning everyone, welcome back to Tea and Contemplation Space, so lovely to see you all. Folks who are joining us here live in the studio, much love to you on this Friday morning. And for folks out in podcast land listening to us all over, much love to you as well. We hope that you are uh, finding a little space for some refreshment and some pause as you come to this session. So this month we have been exploring the theme of clearing. And not from like necessarily like a spring cleaning kind of thing although i guess the timing overlaps a bit but more of just creating internal space for ourselves and shedding some things and exploring what that process actually looks like and for some of us that might actually feel a little bit like a literal spring cleaning and for others it might be something that we are realizing we want to tend to all year round not just When the calendar says it's springtime and we're supposed to get rid of all the stuffy winter things and it's also something that is an ebb and flow process, there are times where we might feel we are called to do more of this work more intensively. We have to sit with a lot more that needs to be cleared out and then other times where maybe that can ease a little bit and more creation can come forward more activity in the space can come forward. And so this month we're exploring this ebb and flow of what clearing looks like. And as we're getting started with today's session, before we get too settled in, let's take a minute to chat about tea, actually, because this series kind of started initially with like a little bit of a, a mini conversation about the idea of tea being specific for a clearing practice or something that helps us. And so let's give pause for the the tea that you may have on your table or the tea that you are considering bringing as we're gathering and just getting set up and, and settled. So what tea do you have today? Let's take a little moment here to just consider that. What tea did you bring? And are you firmly decided on that tea or do you have a little wiggle room to consider something else? And there's a whole lot of reasons why that particular tea may be the one that's there on your table. Maybe um, you're just squeezing in this little practice time with us, and it happened to be something that was close by, and you're like, ooh, okay, got it. Um, It could also be something that is new that you just got, and you're excited to try it. It could be an old standby, something that you know, and you really love practicing with regularly. Let's give a little consideration for that particular tea. And in getting started, let's pick up our tea. Let's bring it to the nose.
1: Really close basically, so the tip of your nose is touching the tea.
0: And just engaging the breath in this really
1: gentle, soft way, like a little soft in and out, as we're breathing over the tea. And notice what is coming back to you. Notice the fragrance that is
0: coming back. And what is the body's immediate reaction to that? We may have to listen really closely to this. You know, the, the reaction or the, the signal can be a really subtle one. Just notice what comes up for you As you are taking this little moment of pause as we're getting set up to just breathe with the tea and consider this
1: particular one. what are you finding out about your tea
0: about you so sometimes when we approach our tea the one that we think we want to work with we get this this little message sometimes immediately right when we pick it up and start breathing with that tea we're almost physically drawn to it it's as if like we can feel like this little smile just kind of spreading across our face but internally you know it's like that's the run right we say that this is a gut feeling in a way that's the one and sometimes we pick up a tea maybe even as you're coming to practice today you pick one up and it's not exactly lighting you up in that way or maybe even it's a little like pullback like oh mm, mm, i don't know maybe not that one right so we could use this as an opportunity for deeper listening for taking an action then for listening to what we might actually need and making a change and so in that sense you know I can prescribe quote unquote teas for clearing for transition from winter to spring there are many ideas behind that right there are teas that you know could be warming and drying if that's what we need if we're feeling too cool and damp there are ones that can feel hydrating uh, there are ones that can feel cooling if we actually do need that energy rather than something that's warm. There's ones that feel fresh, there's ones that feel cozy. The one that I'm breathing with today happens to have this kind of warm, woodsy, cocoa y like, You know when you're walking outside and you can tell neighbors got a little, in the distance has like a little campfire going, so not particularly smoky, but it makes the air cozy and dry and a little bit alive with some of that warmth. So this one smells like that and it feels appropriate on this particular day here in Chicago when we're waking up to a little bit of last dusting of snow for the season right so there, we can follow prescriptions, but we can also just listen. And so this consideration for what feels like a clearing tea for spring, the invitation here is to listen to yourself and to your tea and then as we're doing this feel free. If you need to make any changes, if after listening to your tea a little bit this morning, you were like, I want to try something different today, feel free to do so. And then as we are just settling in with our tea and settling into our space, let's also go ahead and start to make ourselves physically comfortable. So just take a moment to adjust the posture. Once we feel like we can sit and we can pause and not move for a little while so we find some sort of position that feels comfortable that we can sit in relatively undisturbed for a little while here but of course if we need to move we are very welcome to move and we have our tea bowl directly in front of us and anything else that might feel really nice to have in the space today on this not quite spring morning or afternoon, or evening, or whenever time that you are practicing with us. What feels good in this moment to bring into your space?
1: And realizing that anything that you are bringing, anything that you need, that's a reflection of you, you and your own needs. And so in our settling here, let's just
0: Pause to listen to our breathing. Smoothness of our in and out breath to whatever depth that might feel comfortable or expansive or
1: helpful. And if you're somewhere where This feels comfortable to do. Maybe making the breath a little noisier so we can actually hear it. Again, applying this
0: deep listening. Notice which parts of the breath today you feel more drawn to. Allowed linger to stretch out. Maybe it's the inhale, maybe it's the exhale, maybe it's the pauses between the breaths, as Adam showed us last week.
1: Just listening to what you need as you sit here, and just connect with the breath. Whenever you feel a little more
0: settled, a little bit more like some space, some clearing has been made, little area has been dusted off for us to come and sit and practice and be with our tea. Let's go ahead and once again pick up our tea. The tea that we have finally decided. This is the one that feels like it represents that space opening for us on this not quite spring day. We pick up our tea and take a little portion for ourselves to place in our bowl. Something that feels like a little
1: spoonful. Whatever amount we feel that we need, I'm just placing that in our bowl,
0: And then making any movement that you need in your space to get your hot
1: water. Just taking your time, moving nice and slow.
0: Coming back to your seat, recentering yourself after this little bit of movement
1: just taking a little pause and like recalibrating and once we're still again from this point we can add the water slowly over our tea
0: making any little pattern that might feel nice and soothing today maybe you're starting in the middle and making a little spiral that's winding outward or maybe you're starting on the edge and making a spiral that's going inward. Making a little soothing back and forth motions. Or maybe even just being still and watching the water fill from just one
1: point. Just so notice consciously which motion you choose today. And setting the kettle down, positioning the bowl so it's right in front of us. Relaxing the hands in the lap. And just watching what is unfolding, unfurling inside the bowl. Watching the slowness of it. paying attention to where you see space, notice all the space that is available
0: inside the water, and the space that is available around each leaf, and how each leaf moves in respect to the other leaves around it, it creates space so that the other leaves around it can move freely, and in doing so the leaves are lifted together, they're almost buoyant, they're in the water whether they're at the surface or they're near the
1: bottom there's something that is lifting them And we're watching as the steam slowly thins out, becomes wispy, becomes airy, starts to drift away. And as we're watching our tea, let's take a moment to just consider how we're feeling in our body today. In recognizing where we have words for that and where we don't. Whether that's physically or emotionally, just recognize where you have words to describe how you're feeling today and where you don't. And perhaps that's something that our tea can help us with, helps us to name, helps us to feel. Notice if anything feels particularly sticky today. Like this little adhesion, it's just kind of grippy. It's hard to put down. And the feelings and sensations around that. And however
0: much is accessible and possible, just sending the direction of our breath to that space. And watching the buoyancy and ease and lift of our tea as we do so. This physical representation of
1: ease, of internal collaboration. This representation of taking up space as well as allowing for space. And when it feels comfortable to do so, we can lift our ball, can bring it to our nose.
0: Once again, here just breathing with the tea, this time with the brewed tea. So maybe there's more fragrance that's being offered
1: to you here. And here too, notice how the body responds. Do we feel drawn to this tea? Do we take pause
0: and linger with it? Are we holding the in breath as we breathe in the tea to just Allow that warmth and that fragrance to
1: sink in a little bit more. Just notice how you naturally respond when you're breathing with the tea this way. And as you exhale, notice what happens there too. And there's a whole lot of space between the inhale and the exhale
0: with the tea. A lot of space for our thoughts to move around, for things to get busy,
1: for us to get stuck on something. Seeing if bringing our attention back to the warmth of the tea that we hold, back to the fragrance of the tea. This reminds us to come back to this present moment. There is this instruction sometimes that's given in meditation
0: practices or breath work or yoga of
1: exhaling and releasing what you don't need, release what's not serving you. And sometimes, to be honest, that
0: instruction is confusing to me. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what I need to release.
1: If you can relate to that, notice if that is coming up for you. If there's a feeling
0: of busyness or distraction, tiredness, anything that we feel that has a name and even things that don't have a name, just a sensation that's lingering for you today returning to our tea, returning to our
1: breath to help us be with, we may not know exactly how to release it. And knowing that that's okay, If it feels like it's an okay temperature, go ahead and take a sip of your tea. Taking in that warmth, the flavor, the
0: texture, the hydration, the act of
1: kindness to pause to hydrate the body. giving ourselves a
0: moment to fully recognize everything that the first sip represents, a kind of
1: waking up, coming back to a moment, observing how the breath responds. How do we inhale? How do we exhale after that? just for a moment, we might find that something inside gets a little easier. And know that that's okay if that
0: sustains, or if it's just for a brief little moment, like trying to remember something quickly that fades away. Just
1: recognizing what happens. And then when you feel ready, taking another sip of tea. Letting the tea and the fullness of the flavor expand inside the mouth.
0: Just observe how you're interacting with the tea. Do you hold on to it while it's in the mouth for a little bit? Letting something register for what we can recognize in the taste and the fragrance do you drink it quickly
1: maybe because we're thirsty consider what we may be thirsty for In between sips of tea we just take this little pause to just observe what is different and we can also observe what is the same what is the same in our bodies what is isn't the same as our minds So moving at your own pace, whenever you feel
0: called, just taking a small little sip of tea and then holding an intentional pause after that sip to really fully just observe and appreciate what the body is accepting
1: in. seeing in real time if the tea that we have
0: chosen to engage with today is something that's helpful for us in whatever clearing process we
1: might need. And as we're drinking our tea,
2: just
0: reminding ourselves that we don't have to come away from this feeling like any particular specific thing. Not everyone's practice looks the same, and even our own practice from day to day
1: is going to look different. We can create space inside where space is willing. We can also sit with and recognize what is not, what is not ready to go, or what we can't even name that we need to let go of. Our tea can help us sit in
0: appreciation for how unique our own lived experience inside our bodies, inside our minds is. Every day, every season,
1: some teas make us more aware of this than others. It's kind of part of the fun. Just moving slowly, drinking your tea leisurely,
0: consider how does this tea help you engage with your mind and your body in this particular season,
1: this particular time in your life? in a way that really meets you where you're at.
3: Thank you, Suze, it was just beautiful. I got a tooth pulled yesterday, so I have a lisp and um, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how long I get to have this lisp, but it's been interesting to reorient to language. Um, And those of you that are here with me live, I just want to show you, because it's pretty gnarly. Look at that, front tooth, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anywho, so yeah, it's one of my top front teeth that uh, I had pulled out expertly yesterday. Very grateful to the good care of the uh, the skilled folks who were um, taking care of me yesterday. And I want to talk a little bit about that experience today, but first I wanted to share a chant. This is the Maha-mrityunjaya mantra, a very famous uh, Sanskrit mantra. I believe that it's actually in the Rig Veda, which is one of the very oldest of the texts of the Vedic tradition. Um, And those of you that have been close listeners to Tian contemplation over the last two years, first of all, thank you um and secondly you, you you may have started to realize i think this guy only knows like three chants <laughs> cuz i i do repeat them and it's true i you know i only in my practice i only really work with you know, maybe five six seven chants something like that you know and there's this thing with with yoga students like myself where you know the The natural inclination when you feel the passion for the discipline is to like collect techniques, you know, so like, let me get all the mantras, you know, let me, let me learn all these mantras. (laughs) And um, first of all, good luck, because I think there's an infinite number of them. Uh, Second of all. It's not about the quantity of the techniques, right? But it's about one's relationship to them. And what I find is that over time, once in a while, you know, I do feel a call to learn a new mantra. So let me be clear about that. But more often what happens is that my relationship to a mantra grows deeper like a, like a friendship. And so this is a good example. The Mahamrityunjaya is a really complex mantra, and its, um, it's conceptual meaning is, uh, seems to me to be even more complex than it, the sound. So um, I'll share it, and then I'll talk a little bit about what I understand of the meaning while acknowledging that it's a very partial understanding. And then I'm going to talk about getting my tooth pulled. So I invite you to breathe with me. Before we chant, we we clear, actually. We clear the lungs by making sure that we exhale fully. What does it take to exhale fully? Just one thing, patience. Oh, Takia, delighted you're here. I didn't notice. Welcome. jamahe sugandhem pushti vardanam urva rukam eva bandhanam mrityur mukshiyamam mruta a note about my my lineage in relationship to this being called a mantra this mantra being was introduced to me by uh, one of my beloved teachers a fellow here in chicago named jim bennett and jim decided he he shared it in some of his trainings but he decided to work with me specifically in relationship to this mantra uh, when my sister was diagnosed with cancer and uh, I was very moved by his offering of the gift of the mantra uh, during that time for my family. So, salutation to Jim. And my sister is, um, is thriving. Um, I can't claim responsibility for it, and I don't think the mantra can either. But, you know, we're in the mix. We're, we're trying our best to, to offer healing support, you know, in whatever way we can as I'm sure you are, in the context of your own life. The, <clears throat> the, the conceptual nugget that I wanted to highlight is at the very beginning of that mantra, uh, Om Trayumbakam. Trayambakam. you can hear that Tray, it's a reference to three, and uh, the three that are being discussed invoked in this mantra are three primary kinds of shakti. Shakti is a word that generally means energy, but in the tantric kind of neighborhood of yoga philosophy, uh, shakti is the goddess herself. So the, the appearance of the phenomenal world that we share, Uh, even this very fraught, phenomenal world that we share right now uh, is a result of the sacred union and also um, relationship between the goddess Shakti and the, um, the stillness of Shiva. You can gloss these as like a male-female union, but that's not actually um, what the texts speak about. And uh, of course, uh, thankfully, we live in a world where that binary is very complicated right now. It's a sort of a, it's showing its its flaws in this moment, and grateful for that. So um, the three the three primary shaktis like. In our our yoga philosophy, we start simple and then we move into more intricate or complex um, articulations. And it's kind of spiral, right? Much like when Suze was inviting us to pay attention to the way that we were um, pouring the water. We can move in a spiral from the inner to the outer and also from the outer to the inner. And so at the core of the philosophy, we have this relationship between Stillness and movement. Shakti, the three that are referred to when we like look closer, right? It's like when you look at a a flower and then you start paying attention to the petals. The three Shakti uh, are the energy of knowing. The energy of willing. So, desire. And the energy of action. And so, another way to, th- to think about these is, you know, the word energy kind of has this neutrally feeling. <clears throat> so, another way we could think about these as superpowers that are innate within every conscious being. That every conscious being has the power to know that every conscious being has the power uh, to tap into desire based on that knowing and every conscious being has the ability to take action based on that desire So I lay down in this chair, the dentist starts rubbing Novocaine, you know, on my gums. And I feel myself, I feel my heart actually is what it was. I felt my heart rate just immediately skyrocket. I got really scared. I'm actually not of the disposition to have panic attacks, not really part of my journey, Um, but this felt like that. And I, I didn't know exactly what was going on. Um, And I asked the, (laughs) so, you know, when, when you're confused by action, right. It can be helpful to pause. If at all possible, if at all possible. And so, after the dentist gives me the novocaine, there's a period of time, you know, gratefully, there's a period of time where you have to just wait for the novocaine to take effect, so the area is numb enough for for the extraction to occur. And so I had a, I had a few minutes to think about it, and this really complex um, web of feelings started to present itself and you know my initial thought when i received the novocaine and and had that reaction was like today is not the day i'm just going to eat whatever bill um they're going to give me from canceling this appointment and reschedule because my body is like don't do this but then i kind of checked in like okay What's up, body? You know, like, why? Why? Why not? Um, and a, a number of things, actually. In my first visit to this office, uh, there was a hidden charge right? that I wasn't told about. It was like a, it was an x-ray that I needed. And I, and I think I trusted that I needed it, but no, nobody told me how much it was going to cost. And so um, that exchange left a kind of imprint where I felt disrespected and I needed to acknowledge that. Even if the intention of those in the office was not to disrespect me, I felt disrespected and I was carrying anger uh, into that, that moment. Or, or at, at best, at least uh, distrust, we could say, right? And so the amount of trust required <laughs> to let somebody <laughs> to let somebody go through what still feels like a, frankly, a medieval process, you know, to like go in your mouth and rip things out. It's just like, this is, this is very intense. And I need to, I need to feel good about you. I need to feel good about you in this place. And, and really what my body needed to do was surrender, right? Surgery is a good example of a moment when the physical body has to completely surrender. We talk about surrender a lot in yoga, but not every time is a time for full surrender. And so the question in every moment is like, in what sense is that quality of pranidhana, that surrender, in what sense is that necessary in this particular moment? Right. And so I, I, was, I was feeling into the need to let this body really relax. So I had to have a conversation with the dentist about this, right? And it was awkward, you know? He, it's not his job to like process emotions with me, you know? <laughs> but I needed to clear. I needed to clear it before I could relax. And I love how Suze asked us in our session today to sense into the aroma of the tea we had chosen, right? And then ask again, is this really um, the right tea for today? And the beautiful thing about this context of practice is that the stakes are relatively low, right? You might just be sitting there sipping and being like, you know, I don't like the flavor of this today, right? Um, And that's why we practice, because we have this container within which to practice our skillfulness with as low risk as possible. So how do you know what you need? How do you develop that skill? It's called jnana shakti, the uh, energy of, of knowledge or wisdom. One of the three shaktis. And, you know, when we're thinking about the process of processing, it's the first one that we need to tend to. Checking in with jnana, shakti. This superpower that we all have, this is our birthright. To look within and ask, what do we know about ourselves in this moment? And that is a kind of. <clears throat> that's an instrument, right? That inward turning to observe, that's an instrument that we strengthen through contemplative practice. So, what I realized lying there in that chair, trying to get my body to surrender is that I needed to feel loved by the people who I was surrendering to. I needed to trust the dentist. I needed to trust the dental assistant. I needed to trust the process. I I needed him to explain actually during the process what was going on. You know, and and people go (laughs) different ways on that. Some people prefer not to know that, you know. But I realized, actually, my first thought, my first attempt at the beginning of the surgery was to sort of detach from the experience. I thought, I'll listen to music, and um, I won't engage with them. And that's really not what Spirit was asking for. It was like, no. Like, you really want to feel that you understand what's going on? that this process is being undertaken with love and respect. And those qualities will allow what could be a very traumatic experience for the body to be a healing experience. Thank you so much for joining us for Tea and Contemplation today. I feel like I was, um, I was talking about a lot of things today, so let me see uh, what I might direct you to. The, the mantra that I started with, uh, Maha Mrityun Jaya, is usually spelled M-A-H-A. The second word usually transliterated as M-R-T Mrit Y U N J A Y A Gosh I, I think that's I'm confident that's ninety percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, and the the three Shakti's that I was talking about, the three energies, um I'm trying to think of a good place to send you for that. Um, I mean, where I learned about that is really from Christopher Wallace's work, uh, W-A-L-L-I-S. So you might look up, he has a great uh, blog. And um, you might go to his website and just search within his blog for the word Shakti, S-H-A-K-T-I. And you'll find out all kinds of interesting things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm... I'm not gonna to re- recommend tooth extraction unless you absolutely need it.
0: <laughs> As a means to explore the world. But there but are if other you ways that we could do this.
3: But if you do need to get a tooth extracted, I feel really good about Dr. Russo uh, down, <laughs> <laughs> down in the loop here in Chicago. His name is spelled R-U-S-S-O. He's great. <laughs> 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 and if you want to find me um, I have a website it's just my name dot com Adam Grassi which is spelled G-R-O-S-S-I I'm also on Instagram uh, as my first and last name and uh, Instagram is really the only social media platform that I um, I'm expending energy on at the moment so if you like social media that's, that's where, uh, where I am woot woot uh, Sues.
0: <laughs> your your ability to just spell uh verbally yeah. is is impressive. Um I I suck at that. I suck at that. I, ha- I have to write it down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not a skill that I have.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, and you can find me uh, at uh, beingtea.com as well as on Instagram at beingtea where you can uh, reach out to me about any of the fun tea stuff that uh, you might have questions about if you'd like to chat a little bit more about. Uh, well, some of what we were talking about at the beginning, like teas for springtime and getting to know different things for different uh, teas around year round, you know, when some things are available, how we respond to that, all that kind of good cool information um i wanted to share a little bit of some some nice news with our listeners out there on podcast land um so adam guess what what we have now reached over uh 500 regular listeners
3: i literally in
0: contemplation i literally have a hard time
3: i have a hard time believing it I have Hello a hard time believing there. it. It's amazing. Hey, hey, you, you hordes of beautiful people. Hello. Isn't Hello. Massive cool? army of contemplators. What a, what a delight. Yeah.
0: Isn't that? It is so cool. So yeah, it is very we're, cool. uh, yeah. almost 520 uh, folks. And I was just pulling up some, some stats of where y'all are at. And I thought I'd give uh, some folks a shout out over the last uh, three weeks. So we have a lot of folks here in the United States or Adam and I are based in the Chicago area also Mm -hmm. saying a hello this week to portugal hello
2: you were number two
0: of this month lots of folks in portugal Mm -hmm. listening to us united kingdom canada Mm. the netherlands switzerland india who else is on our list this yep algeria hello australia austria egypt and germany that's just in the last three weeks hello out I there.
3: I am so <laughs> delighted. I am so, like, I'm humbled. I'm inspired. Wow. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I thought
0: you'd like that.
3: Yeah, it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Let me see who else. Like, I know we have, um, and that's, yeah, that's just like when the last couple, uh, last couple of weeks. Um, let me see if there's anybody else. Ooh, France and Chechia. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's just I have like this big old map of the globe and I get to see where everyone's at. And I'm like, oh, hi! (laughs) I just want to take a moment to like say hello to everyone. (laughs) And thank you so much for for joining us. And also to share, hey, you know, you can come and, and practice with us live in the studio you yeah. can, because we yeah. record live every Friday morning at 8 a.m. U.S. Central Time, which is actually a really nice time for folks who are on uh, the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, actually. That may be the, mm. like your uh, midday tea break time.
3: Yeah, right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: you're welcome to join us for a live studio session where we practice with community and we share about our experiences uh, in both this practice as well as just, um, you know where we are on the the calendar mm. year where we are in our life and how tea is uh, affecting us it's really lovely uh, so if you are feeling the pull to join and practice in community we are here for you and you can find information on how to join us in the show notes mm. and we hope to see you here soon
2: mm.